Hi, you're listening to the Ambition Podcast. I'm Ellen Buchan, Communications and Insights Assistant at Amber. I had the pleasure of speaking to Durant Evans, better known as G. We spoke about personal branding, but also about recruitment in the time of the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as how to use your social media to best effect. Trent also tells me about how he's been using his platform to help so many people during these tough times. Here's that conversation. Hi, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your career, please? Sure. So I'm Dr. Geraint Evans, or, or G as I'm more, more commonly known. Uh, uh, these days, I'm a, I'm a consultant and an advisor to uh, a number of different startup companies and, and, and various large ones too. Um, I also do a lot of one-to-one coaching in terms of uh, personal branding, in terms of uh, people finding new careers and helping in their current career. So so yeah, I, I, can't, I try and keep myself busy in those things. So can you tell us a little bit about how to build a personal brand and how to make yourself stand out in a crowd? Yeah, I, th- I think obviously with everything that's happened with, with COVID-19 and, and obviously the quite severe economic impact that we've seen in many, many countries, you know, this is this is obviously a really, really tough time for people. Um, I'm, I'm seeing and talking to a lot of people that are now out of work, um, are, are uncertain about the future of their roles as well. And, and, and it's a really tough time. So, so so for people that are looking to get the, the jobs that are out there or are looking to still advance in their, their career or, 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 the, or the path they're looking to choose, then having a personal brand is, is is arguably becoming more important than ever you, you know you're having having a clear identity and, and, and what you stand for and, and what value you can bring to companies is is really massively important so so i'm definitely working with a lot of individuals in terms of helping refine their personal brand and, and what ultimately they're trying to do with it and so you've done an mba and i was wondering if doing your mba helped you build on your personal brand yeah, it's a great, great question. Yeah, look, I think I think an MBA really has always had that historical, um, you know, cachet. It sort of says something about you as a person. You know, if you can if you can get through that course and and uh, you know and pass uh, and, and get that get that nice certificate and, and wear that gown for the day, then I think I think it says a lot about you as a person. You know, it's um any any MBA course is is a is a big undertaking. You know, it's 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 stretching. It's difficult. Uh, it, it needs needs to learn new skills and, and often new areas of a company or, or uh, uh, parts of a business that you personally may not have had, had any professional experience in. So, so, so I think I think it's definitely additive to your personal brand. I think it shows that you can, can kind of get things done. Um, you can uh, you can kind of focus on a task. Uh, you also, as I say, kind of have a have a bit more of a breadth of what what an overall rounded business is about as well. So, so yeah, if if it feels like the right thing for you in your career, then then I definitely think an MBA yeah, MBA can help you. And what about business schools more in general, maybe like their career centres? What do you think they should be doing to encourage students how to use their personal brand more effectively? In, in fairness to to the to, to a lot of MBA courses and, and, and schools around the world, I have seen a lot of them really embrace this idea that they need to support their their, their students in their future career. I mean, we've seen things like uh, alumni networks for some time now, but but I am seeing on on the courses that that I'm working with people on and and, and experience myself that there are modules and components about personal growth, about uh, developing your career path, and 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 also some practical work as well around how to refine your, your resume and. And hopefully things like your LinkedIn profile as well. Um, 
I, I think I think obviously the more support that an MBA can give that student, uh, the better, particularly in this area. Because again, as we've kind of already referred to, it, it is a highly competitive market, um, and, and regardless whether you have an MBA or, or any other qualification or or any type of professional experience, it, you, you are likely to be competing with other people quite quite strongly for the roles that you you feel like you'd be a great fit for. So so again, forming an identity, being being super clear on some of the basic parts of, of of what personal branding is such as you know being clear on your talents you know really being clear on what problems that you can solve for a prospective company um you know what you're passionate about what you're interested in you know and also what you're expert in you know what, what sort of what, and what sort of niche do you operate in these are all co- really common concepts that we we look at in personal branding and and they've never been more relevant but but also you know to answer your question i, I think we need a lot of support to actually work through those things so so again it's great to see that a lot of mba courses are really in, embracing that that personal development piece that this is um part of and also obviously the career path part as well um but the more support they give them the better from my perspective kind of talking about support i was looking at your social media before the phone call and I've been, I saw that you were using your social media to connect people with jobs, share useful resources and giving 30 minutes of your time to help small businesses, which is like absolutely amazing during these times. How, like, what have the outcomes been from this? Thank you, Ellen. That, that means a lot to me. I mean, and, and, and honestly, the, the feedback that I've had from, from doing the things that you've mentioned over the last few months has been absolutely amazing. So, so humbling. You know, I've, I've had so many messages, so, so much positive feedback about it. And, and I'm just so, so, so blessed and happy to, to have helped out people. And, and, and in terms of outcomes, I'm, I'm so delighted that people have actually got, got roles from, from some of the work that I've been posting, some of the, some of the job lists, et cetera. You know, people People actually have real jobs you know they're they're in they're in dream jobs in many cases and have have succeeded in in in, in, in breaking through and, and getting them which is, which is what they've seen from me which is you know massively gratifying um in terms of the kind of working with companies as well, again, um, I've been lucky enough over the last period to, to help out a lot of companies in terms of them looking at their their strategy coming out of, of COVID nineteen. There's a there's a lot of uncertainty at the moment, you know. Uh, obviously, a lot of opportunity as well, but a lot of uncertainty in terms of investment, in terms of what marketing approach to take, you know, what 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 strategy should they embark on now in this uncertain time. Um, so again, I've, I've been lucky enough to, to consult with a number of, as I say, startups and, and, and large companies around that area as well as a as a direct consequence kind of you know putting myself out there to help um but you know i think honestly it's you know I, i've been lucky enough to have a you know um, a fairly fairly decent career so far and you know and i've been lucky enough to be helped by a lot of people and i've got a lot of lucky breaks myself so it's it's it's, it's the absolute least i can do to help people and uh, i'm just i'm just so glad that people are getting something from it it's amazing so there's been quite a lot of bad press about social media lately and i was wondering if you had any tips on how both individuals and organisations might achieve the best and most positive outcomes by using their social media platforms? It's a great point. And as you say, there's definitely been a lot of coverage of, of social media and, and really that that continues, you know, as at time of talking, you know, platforms like, like TikTok very much in, in the news and it'll be interesting to see how that's all played out by the time that this um, this podcast airs. Um, but, but to answer, answer your question, you know, I, th- I think it's, it's a difficult time because you know the, the the rules, for want of a better way of putting it, are still still moving around and shifting around. You know, lots of brands to kind of answer that first point are 
experimenting in, in new ways with social media. They're, they're, they're finding new tones of voice on it. They're saying things that are often quite edgy, <laughs> quite, quite different to what they might have done before and, and quite, quite strong personality. So, so again, they're kind of the sort of just, just posting kind of bland corporate stuff on your social media channels is, is, you know, is, is increasingly not the thing, not the thing to do anymore. You know, it's about kind of creating your brand and, and reinforcing you know, your identity on there and, and really engaging with your customers in a kind of often fun and, and as I say, quite, quite disruptive way. So, so I think on that point, I'd encourage companies to really experiment if they feel comfortable to do so. I mean, obviously within the bounds of, of good taste and appropriateness and, uh, you know, and obviously I never advocate any, any negativity uh, uh, if you can absolutely avoid it. Um, but, you know, I think it's a, it's a fun space to try and maybe be a little bit more uh, personality led uh, in the future. Um, for, for for individuals and, and particularly I'm thinking for, for kind of job candidates and the kind of people that I've been coaching over, over the last period, it's it's a lot it's a lot a lot more complicated I think. So so, so one thing that I do a lot of work on and, and speak a lot around the world about is 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 the idea of your kind of personal and professional social media identity, which is still a, a really big topic. You know, this idea of whether you should have separate almost separate versions of yourself somehow. You know, maybe. Maybe on LinkedIn you have a, a, a super professional, um, very very clean, very simple profile. But but maybe on Twitter and Instagram and other platforms you might post other stuff that uh, is, is is a different different kind of personality and maybe a different opinion about things. So. So, so again, I would never tell anyone what to do. You know, I, I, I'm happy to advise people and help them if they ask, and, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell them how to run their lives or or their social media channels. Um, but, but, but one thing does come up a lot that I think is worth talking about, which is that any job seeker or anyone looking to build a profile within their own business or or looking to establish themselves as a thought leader, whatever their objectives might be in terms of their, their career pathway. I think it's. I think it's. You need to acknowledge that 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 anyone interested in you, uh, in your personal brand, are very likely to check you out on all of the social media platforms, and, and not just the one that you might prefer them to. In the case of say a LinkedIn, so so all I advise people on this point really is is is, is just to be happy and, and willing to stand by anything that you do say on any social media channel and, and almost treat it as if it's something that you would be comfortable saying in a, in a face-to-face meeting. Um, you know, that if somebody uh, challenged you about what you've done or, you know, maybe on a podcast recording like this, you know, as, as long as you're comfortable that you can almost justify, explain and, and stand by whatever you might look to post or comment on, on your other channels, then, and as I say, you know, I'm the, I'm the last person in the world to tell you not to, not to do that. But, but I guess the point I'm trying to make overall is that is that be aware that people overwhelmingly will check you out. So so don't be surprised if if they do form an opinion of you, if they do look at things that you're, you're doing online that are maybe contrary to the position that you're putting over on a, on a professional sense, and just be aware of it, you know. And then if you do decide to kind of make some changes based on that, if you think it might be having a negative effect in terms of your job search or you know your own presence within your own company potentially, then then obviously that's up to you to look at. But um, yeah, I think. Uh, I think be open-eyed about it. I think we all can recognize the fact that, you know, we do, we do check people out on social media. You know, it, it is very much a thing now in 2020 and I don't think that's going to go away anywhere. So, um, so yeah, so it's a difficult space to navigate, but just, uh, just be true to yourself and try and, uh, try and think it through, I guess. I guess on your last point of being true to yourself, um, I was wondering how um, job seekers or people who are looking to change companies who do have quite a strong personal brand make sure that they find a company that then 
complements their personal brand that has the same kind of culture as they do? Yeah, that's that's a really excellent question. Excellent point, really, to be honest, and, and something that I think doesn't get anywhere near enough discussion. So I'm I'm really delighted that you've raised that. I think I think what this is connected to for me is um is is this idea that you know when you're applying to a company and and hopefully you get that first probably Zoom interview now, um, but you know you get that first first engagement with somebody from that company. Um, I think this is more important than ever that you actually also interview that person and that company you know to your point making sure that uh, they're, they're a fit for you as well as as, as you know you've been a fit for them I, I think we've all been there where you know we're desperate for a job and, and, and desperate for an opportunity and, and maybe you know we're, we're just more focused on trying to impress than actually asking questions or or actually trying to figure out whether you're going to be happy in the culture of this company um but but i think i think it's more important ever people do that um i know again i say this at a time when it's exceptionally hard to, to get a to get a role so so you know people might be very cautious about this point and, and frankly you know kind of maybe not worry about it too much and just just, just try and get the job which as i say i, I kind of fully respect due to our, our global circumstances at the moment um but, but ultimately, once you're in that job, you know, when, once you're there, once you're working in that in that culture, in 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 that climate, and with those colleagues, you, you've got to be happy. You know, you have to be able to be yourself, and 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 I do really strongly encourage people to be themselves in in, in how they're establishing their personal brand and 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 who they are when they do interact in in, in the company sense. You know, you can't really hide your personality that well and also it's kind of to me it feels a bit disconnected you know I mean obviously there are things that you might say to your friends or your family or or the people closest to you that that you you know you clearly would would not say to your work colleagues and and again I I totally understand that but 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 I think the closer you are to yourself and, and feeling comfortable to be yourself with any company the better so I guess I would just encourage people to to also go into interviews and, and meetings and, and do do their research on a company. Just go in open eyed and and just just not be afraid to kind of make sure that you also uh, fit that company and, and they're a fit for you. So I was wondering, talking about this new normal and talking about kind of where we are on a global scale, have you seen any organisations or even like people in general changing their activities or marketing messages to fit this new normal particularly well? <sighs> I, th- I think it's been I think it's been a, a really tough time, hasn't it? I think I think a lot a lot of companies have have not necessarily made huge announcements uh, and huge you know huge act- activations and campaigns during this time. You know, I'm definitely seeing a lot a lot of caution. Um, one thing that is quite interesting in, in in some of the larger, particularly the tech companies, is is a uh, is, is a very much a movement towards um, flexible working. Uh, in some cases, of some of the major tech giants at a time of talking, you know, the likes of um, of Google and and Facebook and uh, and others, and uh, have, have become fully remote as businesses you know and in fact some some of those and, and other tech companies are kind of already establishing that they don't expect their teams to be back into the office in a conventional way until 2021 in some cases uh, and others leaving it pretty much open-ended so so i think one thing that i am seeing as a trend is is, is very much companies changing their positioning around topics like flexible working around ha- what they expect from their workforce and maybe giving them that that flexibility that that you know we've previously not had where we've all been expecting to attend a specific location on, on mostly a, a daily basis so so i think that's really interesting um 
I think you are also seeing um, particularly a lot of the financial services uh, institutions and banks, you know, taking a, a slightly different edge to how they're communicating with their customers around um, around you know things like like debt and and issues with, with credit that obviously are really cropping up everywhere with lots of people uh, struggling at the moment to, to make payments um, on on their agreed uh, agreed agreements. Um, so I'm seeing, seeing a little bit more of a, an understanding tone that I really hope continues, um, a little bit more kind of warmth, I guess. Um, so so I, I guess I hope that this this tone continues. I mean, with, with COVID-19 seeming to be with us for, for some time, um, I, I certainly hope that companies do, do, do continue to, to, to have an empathetic sense in their, in their communications. Um, but equally, you know, as, as I've said a few times on this call and in, in, in answer to your questions, you know, it, you, you can't also have to recognise it's an exceptionally competitive time. So, so, so again, I see a lot of companies struggling with how overt they want to be with their their sales messaging, how how pushy that they want to be in terms of you know their, their offers, that their products and services, um, and in many cases they need to do that in order to ensure they have a long term survival. So again, I've got a lot of, a lot of respect for the decisions they're having to make, but um, I think as, as you say, it, this is the new normal. It's a you know it's a hashtag unprecedented time, um, and and you know we just need to navigate through it. But again, I, ho- I hope people have a little bit of empathy for each other and, and continue this this kind of um yeah more, more more kind of caring tone i guess you think that companies will look for the same kind of people during and maybe after this if there is an after the COVID-19 <laughs> pandemic do you think that companies might be looking for more like resilient people or do you think that the kind of hiring won't change <laughs> I think it's a, it's a great question. I think I think I think it's it's obviously a little bit too early to say, you know, albeit now it does definitely feel like this has been going on forever <laughs> rather than a, a few months as, as we at the time of us talking. Um, I, I think one interesting point connected to what you've just asked is this concept of hiring people remotely. This is obviously absolutely something that has, has, has really ever happened. I think in, in in previous experience, you know, people almost overwhelmingly do the do the kind of dreaded first interview with the company. You know, where you know you perhaps dust off that 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 you know <laughs> that suit for the first time in a long time, and you know, kind of kind of kind of turn up and um, you know try and try and present some some version of yourself to that that company and that and that individual. Um, but now, you know, that that's not the case. You know, we're, we're doing we're doing Zoom interviews and Zoom discussions. Um, I'm also hearing a lot about a much more protracted recruitment um, sequence now. So uh, a, a lot of candidates I've, I've been working with over the last few months have, have, have quite often remarked about having five, six, um, even eight in one person's cases, interviews. Oh, wow. With diff- yeah, really incredible with, with different different members of um, of, uh, of the company they were they were looking to, to be hired by. Um which you know again is 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 a kind of a double edged sword of it, isn't it? Because part of me actually really liked the fact that they could have engaged with so many people, and and as per your previous question, you know maybe got a really good sense of the the team they might be joining and and the company culture from speaking to so many different people. You know, get a real sense of what they might be might be about to to kind of jump into. So I was I was very very excited by that that idea, and it you know was was kind of in line with my with my other thinking. Um, but yeah. As with everything at the moment, you know the, the flip side is also it, it, that's, that's quite hard to take. You know, um, I think as we've all found with Zoom fatigue becoming a, a real thing, you know, and, and being being you know pretty pretty much completely tired by by the end of any day on video calls, um, is that's actually quite a lot to ask, isn't it? You know, somebody that 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 still hasn't got the job and you know, is still desperately trying to get the job with that company and, and having to 
to kind of be that that best <laughs> best version of themselves um, eight, eight eight times in a row. Um, I think that that feels like a lot. Um, so so yeah, so it's 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 really interesting. Um, if that changes the hiring process over time, will be will be again really interesting to see if that becomes a, a trend. You know, is is this more more in depth interviewing um, going to become more of a thing? Um, again attached to that in terms of you know in terms of hiring profile and what company strategies might be um you know they are hiring people now that they've actually never met as a consequence of this you know they, they physically have never had that coffee in in the in the meeting room or you know out and about wherever or wherever it might be you know that, that hasn't happened and yet that person is is part of their team which i think again is, is kind of kind of wonderful in a lot of ways um but again kind of strange compared to where we were even even six months ago so so i think i think all of those trends will 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 play out in time in terms of um asking your point around resiliency i think i think i think you know resiliency is is a, is a massive factor in, in in people's hiring you know i think it has been for a while but i think i think it's 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 more important than ever that, that people are kind of ready for whatever happens next um you know it, it, while as i mentioned there are there are clearly opportunities in any any crisis that's, that's always been the case through through history um but this is a time that no one really does have a, a rule book for you know we, we don't really know how to navigate this properly we're all somewhat making a as we as we go along so so i think i think having team members and, and empl- employees and colleagues um that are ready to experience ups and downs and, and as you say be, be resilient i think is is really important um because you know there are no doubt tough times ahead for for many many companies you know and um i think a team that's kind of geared up for that is 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 obviously a positive thing um but but again i think this places even more importance on on leadership you know companies uh, leadership teams and, and, and individual managers you know have, as hard as it might be have really got to step up at this point and really ensure that they're taking care of their teams you know recognizing that we are operating in a completely different context um we all we're all wrestling with personal lives that are in the same places that we're now working um you know that there's a lot of uncertainty a lot of concern so i think all of those things you know it's it, it, that really need to be very carefully managed by by leaders within companies and um yeah i think i think it's imperative they look after their teams at this point definitely so i guess this maybe one of my last questions is i know that you're interested in technology and i was wondering if there was any kind of technological innovation you were particularly interested in currently yeah wow again it, it kind of feels honestly like well i've been doing a lot of these recently and 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 um you know it's not as good as this one i should add um, but i've been doing a lot of these 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 chats recently and 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 kind of remembering even as close as, as q1 this year when when all i was being asked to talk about were things like you know how is AI going to impact on our lives? And, you know, what, what, what's all this about Alexa and speech devices and, and blockchain and, you know, and even 5G, which obviously is taking on a slightly different uh, feeling during this period, shall we say. So, um, yeah, kind of crazy to look, kind of strange to look back on, 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 on those, those, those conversations now and think about all those technologies still very much being with us and, and in some cases being used more than ever, but, but really we're, we're not necessarily thinking about them in the same way that, that we were before. Um, so, so I think I am still excited about the applications of those technologies. You know, I think AI is something I've been working in for a while now and, and continues to be an incredible, incredible piece of, you know, potential sets of technology and potential applications for us. Um, again, a whole kind of kind of worms in terms of how we manage that, you know, what it, what it becomes, what it can and can't do in, in the future. You know, there's lots of big challenges there, but they're still, you know, in terms of being able to help us and pretty exciting. Um, 
I think I think speech and devices like Alexa and, and obviously there are other home devices available. Um, that, that, again, I think that that's that's such early days on this, but again, super exciting. This idea of you know being able to use speech to, to communicate, um, and equally, you know, we see as I say, seeing things like blockchain emerge and, and other technologies that, that might transform you know other other aspects of our day to day life. So. Yeah, pretty exciting time. Um, pretty strange to have all that in the mix with with so much uncertainty around COVID as well. Um, so you can kind of understand why a lot of people are sort of you know looking forward to the end of 2020 already, and, and in fact, kind of you know wishing wishing this year it almost never happened. So um, I, I guess I hope that as we get into 2021, we're in, a, we're in a more positive place, and some of that technology can start to start to come come again into kind of a more positive focus. I guess. I really hope so as well. Well, thank you so much for speaking to me today. It's my pleasure, Alonso. That was really, really enjoyable. And that what I said, that was that was one of not the best I've done for a long, long time. So it was great to speak to you. It's been lovely to see you. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much to G for being on the podcast. That was such a fascinating conversation. And it's so nice to hear someone doing such positive things with their own brand and making such a positive impact in other people's lives. If you'd like some more thought leadership, head to www.associationofmbas.com forward slash ambition. And make sure to listen out for the next Ambition podcast.